0: Hello once again and welcome to On Mike with Jordan Rich. Great to be with you. There are few broadcasters, I believe, as good at their game as my guest today. His name is George Knight. George has loved radio since he was a kid and it shows with a long career in the Boston market. George has handled a variety of musical formats successfully and currently is the morning guy at WERS at Emerson College. Now, WERS happens to be one of the most respected college stations in the nation, and George was brought in not only as a pro to anchor the mornings, but also to mentor students. It's been a very positive five-year run to date for Mr. Knight at that particular station, and I can't wait to talk radio and a whole lot more with him today. Well, George, it's a pleasure to welcome you to On Mike, and congratulations on all of your success, your most recent success at WERS. Oh, man,
1: I am honored to be on, Jordan, among some amazing company, I'll tell you.
0: Well, you and I go back many, many years. I remember you attending a class that I was teaching uh, on voiceover way, way back, and you obviously have wanted to do this kind of work for a long time. Tell us about it.
1: That's right. Well, um, I think if we go way back – I think, boy, oh, boy, like 10 years old, younger maybe. I, would, I was kind of a radio junkie, and I would listen to radio nonstop, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world that someone could be talking in one place you could hear it somewhere else. <laughs> um, and then down the road, I went to, to college for, with a, with a uh, communication degree. But when I got out, wasn't entirely sure I wanted to do that. I was playing music at the time, playing in bands, and I got a day job. And I believe that's about the time I took your course. And basically, you said, you know what? you got to be doing internships, and you got to be enrolled in school to do that. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. And I said to myself, you know what? Okay, it's time. Time for radio. Take the plunge.
0: You took the plunge, and you've been successful at it for many, many years, which is unusual. I mean, I've also been successful at it, luckily. But talk a little bit about the industry and how it's changed, in your view, as you've been in it.
1: Boy, oh boy, where to start on that? It's changed a ton. I mean, when I started, uh, when I first started, there were a lot of regulations on how many uh, radio stations companies could own, and so there were a lot of smaller companies, and you know this, that uh, that owned radio stations, and it was a, a very different feel to it. Right. And you know, you sort of knew more of the players within your group, and then as time went on, you know, these these bigger companies came along, and they gobbled up one radio station, gobbled up another. So that's probably the biggest change in it, um, as far as the feel of the radio stations. Uh, Technology-wise, boy, that's been <laughs> been unreal. I mean, I mean, you and I both remember back in the day when you would use the carts, the carts, the cartridges, reel-to-reel tape. Of course, of
0: course, the analog days. Of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still remember playing vinyl records, and then CDs came along. Um, and nowadays, basically, you have on your phone what you had in a studio however many years
0: ago. It's crazy. Incredible, incredible. Your run has been very impressive in the sense that, like a very fine all-purpose ball player, you've done various formats, most of them in music. Talk yeah. about some of the, the formats that you've done, George.
1: Well, I, the very first one I did was... Uh, Adult Contemporary, uh, WSSH, which you were the morning guy on. Uh, That was my first introduction, and then I was with WBOS, Alternative AAA. Um, And so I've I've stuck mostly to the the rock and the ancillary formats, Um, but I've tried to be, as you said, to survive in this industry. You got to be adaptable. You got to be a bit of a chameleon, and so I've done that. You know, I've done work with the country station, and I hadn't didn't have a whole lot of experience with country before I did that. Love that. Uh, I've done kind of folk rock stuff, which is not really something I, in the past, I, I was super knowledgeable about. But you learn. Of, you course. I mean, that's what, of course. That's what you got to do in this business.
0: Absolutely. And interesting, too, how we end up working with colleagues uh, for whatever reason who are okay. doing things in the industry that we haven't done or we get a chance to meet them. And one in particular I want to bring up is Robin Young, who, of right. course, is known nationally on a show called Here and Now on uh, NPR coming out of really? Boston, but uh, when you worked with Robin, what was that experience like?
1: That was a whole lot of fun. Robin, is, Robin's awesome. Uh, it was on 92.9 at WBOS, and they were trying to figure out a new morning show. And at the time, Robin had done mostly TV. I don't know if you remember, but she was host of Evening Magazine way back when. Of course, yeah. And he had done a lot of local stuff in Boston. She's from Long Island, uh, but they wanted to get in someone who was more of a, of a journalist do the morning show. And they needed a newsperson/slash sidekick, and I had done a little bit of news, and I, it was one of those right place at the right time things. I was at WBOS already, and they said, "You know, what would you think about coming on this morning show being a sidekick and a newsperson?" I did that, and it was a whole lot of fun. I, I learned a lot. She was she's a very strong interviewer. I think if yeah. one of the big takeaways I got from working with her is uh, you know realizing that an interview is more about the listening than the talking. You know, so as you true. know, you're, you're, you know.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to every word you're saying. <laughs>
1: Robin Young are way up at the top in, in my book. But but yeah, that's that's probably one of the big takeaways. Well,
0: one one of the things I wanted to discuss with you, George, is the fact that you, you have to have the right kind of personality to not only survive, but to thrive, I think, in in yeah. communications and media, particularly in radio, because you are at times asked to work with somebody who's a total stranger. You may know of their work. Your goal is to make it work and to be successful. You have to be a good human being. I mean, I think you have to be reasonable and understand your ego has to be in check. So there's a lot of things beyond just doing segues and being right? smooth on the air. Wouldn't you agree?
1: I think that's absolutely true. And in fact, I think that's, you know, i know Jordan Rich, let's face it, but I think that's, that's something you and I have in common, which is we work well with others, you know,
0: I mean, you play well with others, you you know,
1: I, I, when I think of Jordan Rich, I think of someone who can get along with absolutely anybody. And I like to believe that I'm, you know, I try and be that way too, because it's dumb to, to not get along with others. And, you know, you, you do in this business, you meet personalities that, you know, have a hard time sort of, giving in a little bit yeah. when you need to give
0: in. You know what I mean? No, it is It is the kind of industry that requires—it's an art form, and it requires a lot of personal balance, a lot of personal discipline, but it is a community right. art form. I mean, even when you're a DJ at night, as you've been all by yourself in the studio, you realize you're setting up the next guy or the next gal, and you're part of a team. <laughs> yep. Very much so. So here you are now, George Knight, a professional broadcaster with— years of amazing experience, and you're working at one of the finest college radio stations in the country, W.E.R.S. Emerson College. I think the name Emerson is known worldwide as a communication school. First of all, how did that gig come about for you?
1: Oh, man, it was, uh, I guess it's been about, it's been five years now, and I was in a, a point in my career, as happens when you're in radio, where I had about mm, five or six part-time jobs. I was moving around, <laughs> and I got a call from an old colleague that I had worked with at uh, Greater Media who said, we have this idea to bring in somebody who's been in the business to host the morning show and to be a mentor for the students. And I knew ERS. I mean, I, I listened to ERS as a kid. ERS has been around for 70 years. Um, so I knew the station. I knew that, that, you know, it was a college station, but it was kind of a notch above most college stations.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and, and I was game. And I came in and they said they wanted to be a A AAA format, which I was familiar with. But you know, with maybe a more modern twist to it, a very accessible AAA format. And uh and we gave it a whirl. And it's been a whole lot of fun. And it's it's you know, I, I do serve as a mentor, but I'm learning some stuff too, I'll tell you.
0: <laughs> if people are familiar with the Boston scene, you can actually see the studio from the street, which is an old yeah. school old school kind of radio magic. Uh, we used to love walking through the city and seeing guys in the window. But uh the fact that you've been brought in to mentor is unique and special because you're not just doing a show and not just headlining the mornings, but you're the there to help people. How is that working out?
1: It's fun and it's 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 really interesting. And the way I approach it has changed over time. You know, at first it was more the technical stuff, the the on air, the delivery, the diction, and then over time I've realized that the students will want to know that, but they also want to know more about surviving in the industry, kind of like like we started talking about, right, right. you know, what it takes and how the industry is changing. The fact that you know, there are more places where people can get music and get entertainment with the online stuff, Spotify and all that, but that there is still a need for a human being. And that's why radio survives, mm. I think. And so, you know, I teach them, you know, you know, how to give a, D- d- smooth delivery and how to come up with things to talk about, but also how to just be a real person on the air.
0: That's what makes those students very, very lucky, because the, the only way you learn in this particular craft, and many crafts, is through mentors. I've had great ones, you've had great ones, and it's important to share and give back. And I wanted to talk with you a little bit about your own musical life, because George is not only a disc jockey and one of the best announcers, but you've been playing music, uh, bass and guitar and keyboards for a long, long time with a lot of bands. Does that help you as an announcer?
1: I think it does because maybe for the simple fact that I might enjoy the music more than someone who is a musician, (laughs) but no, it does help me. It gives me a little bit more of an understanding. I mean, most people listening to the radio are not as deep into the music as someone who's a musician who's on the air is. But I think it does help. I think it helps with the understanding of the music. It helps sort of with the feel of the music. Like when I'm playing a song that I really like, you know, when I come out of it, I'm kind of in the mood of the song that just played. And I think that helps. I think people can relate to that. I used
0: to say that I was very thankful that I had taken piano lessons and learned how to read music when, yeah. I, when I became a disc jockey. I, I, I like using the word DJ, sorry. Uh, uh, but seriously, I, because I understood beats, I understood timing, right?
1: Yeah. No, no I, I think it helps. And you know, you got to understand not everybody's a musician listening, but... I think it does help if you have a little bit deeper understanding of what you're playing over the air.
0: Here's a question that I can only ask a fellow morning man. What are your hours? What time do you go to bed? What time do you get up?
1: Boy, Um, I try. We'll start with the going to bed thing because that's always the biggest challenge. I try to get to bed by 830 or 9. That happens very infrequently. (laughs) Uh, And there are three reasons for that. And they all are young boys under the age of 16. But I, that's what I aim for. It usually doesn't happen, so I run a sleep deficit during most of the week, and then try and sleep in on Saturday. Uh, I get up mm, around four ish, which for a morning show isn't too bad, I guess. I mean, I start at six. or you know, some morning shows start at five thirty. I was always astounded. You, you are always. Oh my goodness! How, when would you, when you were doing the morning shows?
0: How early would you? Yeah, be? I did mornings for off and on for almost twenty years. Early mornings, and oftentimes I would. Be up by three and in yep. because we started at five thirty. That's and, right. And I needed to get in. And I needed to eat breakfast and uh, and sort of meditate before and do show prep. So I would get in by four forty five, which is pretty darn early. And you never really get the full yep. uh, achievement of REM sleep. But uh, hey, that's what you—that's the sacrifice you make.
1: I have to say, you were always that person that I, I could never be, which is when you <laughs> walked into that hour of the morning. It was like it was the middle of the day. You were alert and, and up to speed, and I, I was always envious of that.
0: Well, I've, I've learned in my uh, later years, George, to temper that a little bit, and uh, sleep is a commodity, but I've got many years on you. you got plenty of time to catch up on that realm. So in terms of your future, I mean, it's very bright right now at WERS. Is there something in the business that you haven't done yet that you'd like to tackle?
1: Well, I've been... Pretty much on the performance side of things, meaning I've been doing shows and, you know, I've been a newscaster and I've been a DJ and I've dabbled in the programming side and I'm trying to do a little bit more of that, meaning the scheduling of the music, which I've kind of done anyway. I mean, I've been lucky enough to have shows on uh, WBOS. I had a Sunday morning show that for a long time was programmed on the fly, which you don't hear of anymore. But uh, so I learned a little bit about, you know, what songs were well with other songs And so I think if there's an area I want to move into a little bit more, you know, as my years progress, it's probably that, probably the programming Mm -hmm. side. And figuring out, you know, know, what songs work, what songs appeal to people. It's a a whole other side of it.
0: And I know we've sort of dabbled in this interview in giving advice, but I'd always like to ask a certain question about the future for young and -and up-and-coming broadcasters or those who want to be in the business. You've already provided us with some great advice along the way, but any other Balmots that you want to share with us? Uh, What can kids coming up looking to do in this industry, what hope do they have?
1: Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of hope. I think the industry is expanding, you know, even though, you know, as technology progressed, I think people got a little worried that the technology would do away with the human factor. And I don't think that's happened. Mm -hmm. I think there's still a need for, you know, as I said before, for there to be a human on the other side of the radio, people like to get into their car, turn on the radio and feel like they're hanging out with somebody, not just listening to a Spotify playlist. Uh, As far as kind of big picture advice, For people, I think I've always said, you know, keep an open mind, be willing to take on things that maybe you're not comfortable with in the moment, but that you might find out you're good at. I mean, I tried when I was starting out, you know, I really did want to be a DJ and on the air, but I also, because I had a musical background, I did production, you know, the behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. putting stuff together, you know, sort of the mechanical stuff. And that really helped me out to have that skill. So I think just, just trying stuff, keeping an open mind. You know, be the kind of person who, when someone says, can you do this? The answer is yes, I can.
0: (laughs) Excellent. That's a terrific bit of advice for anybody in any field, as a matter of fact. And George, for those who are listening to this podcast who want to become George Knight fans in the morning on WERS, there is a website. Why don't you share that with us?
1: Yep. Very easy. W-E-R-S dot org. That's the station website. You can email me directly, Knight at W-E-R-S dot org. And there's a uh, the last name is K-N-I-G-H-T, the silent K for savings.
0: <laughs> well, you're such a great friend. We've worked together and have been colleagues for many years, but I consider you a very dear friend. And I'm so happy for your success and continued success. Those kids over there at Emerson are very lucky to have you. So thanks <laughs> for joining. Thanks for joining me today on the podcast.
1: I'm lucky too, Jordan. Thank you so much. What an honor.
0: This is Jordan thanking you for listening to On Mike with Jordan Rich, available on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and, of course, Android. Appreciate you subscribing, downloading, rating, and reviewing this podcast if you get a chance. On Mic is produced at Shark Productions in Boston. Until next time, be well so you can do good.